Hey guys, this is Dr. Lewis with Kingdom Living Ministries. Thank you guys for tapping in. This is Bible study on Wednesday night on demand. Thank you for tuning in to us tonight. Let's tap in. So tonight's topic, if I had to title it one, it would be trusting God's plan despite our own expectations. Today we gather to reflect upon a question that has echoed throughout ages. Why do we often place such high expectations on God while struggling to meet his expectation for us as believers? And why, when things don't go as we desire, do we sometimes find ourselves on the brink of giving up on God? Let's dive into these questions and see guidance from the Word of God. The King James Version of the Bible, to be exact. You guys ready? Let's dive in. So, get your King James Version Bible. Get your highlighter. Get your notepad. Get your favorite pen. Let's go. Number one. Unfolding God's plan, our ways versus his ways. In the book of Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, we are reminded, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We must remember that our limited human perspective cannot fathom the depths of God's divine plan. We set expectations based on our desires, but God's plans are sovereign and designed for our ultimate good, even when they don't align with our own. This is so deep, guys, because there's been times in my own life where I would be so disappointed because I'm like, oh, God didn't answer this prayer the way I wanted him to. Like, I would say, oh, God, I give it to you. But then I already had the plan all orchestrated. Like, this is how I want him to bless me. That is not the way God operates. So, number two, we have to remember that all things work together for the good. Turning to Romans 8.28, we find assurance in the word. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Even in the midst of hardship, God orchestrates events for our growth and transformation. The challenges we face are opportunities for us to lean on God's strength and deepen our trust in him. Ooh. Number three, the source of our trials. The source of our trials is always a battle. Satan versus God. In James 1, verse 13 and 14, it teaches us, Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. It's important to recognize that the bad things in our lives are not sent by God. I'm going to repeat that again. The bad things in our lives are not sent by God. One more time. One more time for the people in the back. 
It is important to recognize that the bad things in our lives are not sent by God. So I've heard um, a lot of people that don't understand um, how God works and who he is. Um, I've heard people say, if if he was God and if there was really a God, why would he let these bad things happen? Or why would this happen? God wouldn't allow this if he loved us so much. That's coming from someone that knows nothing of him. That's coming from someone that's not in their word studying. So it's our responsibility as believers. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be an apostle. You don't have to be a prophetess. You just have to be a child of God. And studying your word. They, we have to let people know that the bad things in our lives are not sent by him. They originate from the enemy. Satan who seeks to steal our joy, faith, and trust in God. However, our loving God can rescue us from these trials and turn them around for our benefit. That's the whole idea. So I don't know if anyone on here remembers the story of Job and all the trials and tribulations that he um, endured. And the devil had asked permission from God, like, hey, yeah. And I'm just putting it in Dr. Lewis terms. Hey, God, yeah, you got a faithful guy over there. But, yeah, I bet if I did, if I took all this, everything from him, would he be faithful to you then? Huh, huh? Would he be faithful to you? Nah, he going to turn on you. And God said, okay, well, show me. Show me what you want to do and watch my son that's not going to turn on me. Show me. You can do whatever you want to do, but don't kill him. Job endured so much. He endured so much. And the crazy thing is that Satan had to ask permission. But all of those things that Job endured, God said, okay, you you can do that. Because God already knew, that's my son. I'm not going to let anything harm him and I'm going to turn this around for his good yes he's going to seem he's going to be hurt he's going to be crushed about these things that's going to be happen to him you can do all of those things but you can't kill him my son is going to remain faithful and it's going to build him up at the end of that story God not only blessed him kept him alive, but he gave him everything that he lost back and more. And more. So it's just an amazing story. But I want you guys to understand that the problems, the bad things in our lives, they originate from Satan. Okay? But our loving God He can rescue us from those trials and turn it around for our good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Surrendering to God's sovereignty. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus encourages us, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. 
When we place our trust in God and surrender our circumstances to him, we align ourselves with his divine will. It's essential to remember that God fights for us when we submit to his authority and acknowledge his power. So we have to let him fight for us. Surrender. I'll use myself as an example. I've always been, even before I was saved, I've always been a driven person, um, a person that would appear to have it all under control. I didn't, but I appeared to be. Um, if I said I was going to do something, I was going to do it. I was going to put my head to it. I had it, a system how I was going to get it done. All of these things, these planning, the planning of the goal was all set up. Okay. But yeah, that's okay for things that I needed to do. I felt that it was okay. But it was, it's not okay with God because I, I turned around and used those same principles in my walk with Christ. And God is not looking for me to design the play, set it all up how my life is going to be. That's what he does. He is the operator, not me. And I had to learn how to let go. Let go and let God. Surrendering myself to him. I don't have it all in order. Even when I thought I did, I screwed it up. So surrendering to him because I'm not a pla- I'm not in a place in my life where I'm willing to compromise on Christ. So I'm either going to be all in or I'm going to be all out. And I choose to be all in. So with me being all in, that means that I have to surrender my my mess. I have to surrender my control. I have to surrender uh, what I think is right. He is in control. And that can be difficult for strong, uh, strong people where they think they have it all together. That can be difficult. But with Christ, it is possible and we can get through it and we will. We will conquer that. Because it's a hindrance. It's a hindrance in our spiritual development with Christ. Okay? It's essential that to remember that God fights for us, guys. When we submit to his authority, he makes himself available and acknowledge his power and acknowledge our prayers. When we submit to his authority and acknowledge his power. I have a question for you guys. Think about this. Why do we struggle to let go of our expectations of God? I would say our human nature desires immediately. It it, it desires immediate results and solutions. Yet God's timing is perfect and his ways are higher than ours. We must trust that his plans are for our ultimate good. How can we find hope in the midst of trials? Romans 5, verse 3 and 5 reminds us that tribulations produce perseverance, character, and hope. Our trials serve a purpose in shaping us into the image of Christ. So, 
when you're going through things, this is another thing to keep in mind. When you're going through trials and tribulations in your life and you're wondering, like, why me? Why me? Why is this happening? Understand that that's building up your perseverance and your character. And it'll work. It'll turn around for your good if you surrender it all to Christ. And I know it seems hard while you're going through the fight, while you're in your mess, that, hey, oh, I'm going through these things and it's going to turn around for my good. That's easier said than done for a lot of people. I know for me, I would tell people, oh, it's going to work out for you. It's going to work out for you. And meanwhile, I may be going through some trials somewhere and I don't think it's going to work out for me. Why? Because I still want to put my hands in it. I still want to deal with it the way I want to deal with it. Not letting go and letting God. It's important that we do that. We have to let go and let God. How is he going to change us for the better? If we don't even consider relinquishing control and letting him do his work. Is it wrong to desire certain outcomes? Desire itself is not wrong, but we should hold our desires with open hands, acknowledging that God's will may differ. Philippians 4 and 6 encourages us to present our requests to God with thanksgiving, trusting his wisdom. We have to learn how to trust. In these times now, it's only going to get worse. Um, different laws are coming into place that don't coincide with what the word of God says. Um, these natural disasters are happening. Um, these predictions um, are happening. And they're they're scary for a lot of folks. We're going to be put in positions where you're either going to have to do things the way the world says or they feel like they can cast you out as a Christian. But no way it can happen. You have to trust God. We have to learn how to depend on him solely. Have you guys ever been in a situation where no one could help you? Not a family member, not a friend. No one can help you. You had no choice but to depend on God. Did he deliver you from that? There's always a story. There's always a victory. Because God never fails. So even again, like the scripture says, even when we think that something is going to destroy us and it's going to... It's just going to be detrimental to us. God will turn it around for I were good. So how can we practice surrendering our circumstances to God? Prayer is our bridge to God's heart. By consistently communicating with him, we release control and invite his guidance into every aspect of our lives. Let's explore the story of Hannah. From the Bible, I don't know if um, anyone on here remembers the story of Hannah, but I'll give you a brief synopsis of it. 
So in the book of 1 Samuel, Hannah is a beautiful example of someone who felt disappointed by God initially, but later experienced the fulfillment of her prayers when she surrendered to his authority. Key word, she surrendered, guys. Hannah longed for a child, but for years her prayers went unanswered. She felt the weight of her unfulfilled desire, especially because she saw her rival. Her rival name was uh, Penina or something like that. I believe it was Penina. She saw Penina. Anyway, she saw Penina having children. And she wondered just like we would wonder. Like, okay, I, you know, I'm faithful to God. I do this. I pray. But these people that's of the world, they're not, you know, they're not going hard for God like I am. How are they continuously blessing? I'm struggling. So Penina... She she saw, Hannah saw Penina have a family. She saw her having kids, and she wanted a child, right? She wanted a child, but she couldn't have him because she was barren. She, you know, she couldn't have kids. Despite her pain, Hannah persisted in prayer, pouring out her heart before the Lord. She was persistent in prayer. We have to be persistent in our prayers. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 10 and 11, we read about her emotional prayer. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. This woman cried till she was sore. She poured out her heart to God. And she vowed and vowed and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. So she was basically begging God, please God, if you give me a son, I promise I would dedicate him back to you. I would teach him the word of God. He will work for you. Hannah's story teaches us that she went through a period of disappointment and longing, but as she continued to pour out her heart before God, something profound happened. She surrendered her desires to God's authority. Jesus. Key words. She surrendered her desires to God's authorities. Surrendered. She vowed to dedicate her future child to the service of the Lord. God then heard her. Hannah's prayer and saw her surrendered heart. In due time, in due time, not our time, not the time that we think is supposed to happen. In due time, her prayers were answered. 1 Samuel 1 verse 20 tells us, Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called him named Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. God not only blessed Hannah with a son, but he also used Samuel mightily in his service. Samuel became a prophet, 
a judge and a judge in Israel playing a crucial role in shaping the destiny of the nation. That is such an amazing story. So her faithfulness and her commitment, look how God blessed her mightily. It didn't say Peninnah kids had gone on to do these things. And I'm not saying that, you know, her kids wasn't deserving of God's blessings. However, this lady that surrendered and poured out her heart to God time and time again in prayer, and she had humility in her heart, she was blessed with not only just a son, but a prophet and a judge in this child was raised up. Glory to God. So if he can do it for Hannah, why wouldn't he do it for you? May we all be inspired by Hannah's journey of trusting God's plan, even when circumstances seem disappointing. Just as God God worked out Hannah's circumstances beyond her expectations, he can do the same for us when we place our trust in his sovereign authority. Let us remember that God's ways are beyond our understanding, yet they are mocked by love, wisdom, and purpose. The high expectations we have for him must be balanced with unwavering trust and surrender to his divine plans. The trials we encounter are not God's doing, but he promises to work them for our benefit. May we be encouraged to let go, seek him, seek his kingdom, and allow him to fight our battles. In this surrender, we find true peace and fulfillment. Let us pray and walk forward in faith, knowing that our Heavenly Father is always faithful. This is an amazing story about Hannah. That may not be your story specifically, But I want you to take key points away from her situation. How miserable she was. She was a miserable woman. She was barren. She couldn't have children. And she adored. She just really wanted her own child. But she couldn't have him. And to watch women around you have them and you aren't able to. uh, She had to be miserable. But she surrendered to God. Look, the God will give him, give him, give him back to you. He will work for you. And she came with a humble heart. I just here's another story that resonates with me. Um, it's about the Israelites, how they were in captivity, and Moses had to get guide them out. They weren't supposed to be in the wilderness for 40 years, but that's a whole nother conversation. But they became, they started murmuring and complaining, right? While God was delivering them from captivity, right? So on their journey, they're murmuring and complaining. And not even recognizing, hey, we not in captivity. We on our way to a new land, but we not in captivity anymore. The audacity of them to be complaining. They were complaining so much about what they endure on the way 
that they wanted to go back to captivity because it was something that they knew about. It was it wasn't foreign to them. So at least if it it was all bad, they still knew what they were walking into. God don't want us to be like that. I'm telling you, we do not want to go backwards. We want to go forward in Christ. Just because you know what the past looked like, because sometimes even with us, we'll be like, yeah, even when I was in sin, I wasn't doing this bad or blah, 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 whatever. But the moment you surrendered your life to Christ, things just went haywire for you. So now you want to go back to the old you? No, 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 no. Because you know it. That's exactly what the Israelites did. That's not what we want. We want everything that God has in store for us. His plans are greater than our plans. And yes, we won't know how to get there, what they look like, but we just have to trust them. We're in a season, guys, and everyone is in this season. They may not know it or not, but everyone is in this season. Well, you're going to have to trust God or you don't. It's either you're hot or you're cold as a Christian. So let's surrender today all of our circumstances, all of our unbelief, all of our worry, our frustrations. Let's release that today and repent for our lack of trust. Because God wants us to be fully dependent on him, not of things in this world. So let us um, think about that this week about our trust. Do we really trust God's plan for our lives? Or are we just saying it? We got to be doers of this word and not just hearers. And we have to understand that it's no other option for us. That you, we can't be lukewarm Christians anymore. And as long as you, um, if you've been studying with me for some time, you're not babes in Christ anymore. It's time for you to get off the Similac and start eating table food. So I would say this is, these topics is table food. It's time for you to not just hear what I'm saying or hear the words because God has given it to me to give to you. We got to live in it and we have to own it. We have to do it. This Christian walk takes work and we got to be ready to do the work. We got to be ready. So if you are on here and you have been blessed by what you've heard tonight and it resonated with your heart please feel free to follow us on all the um platforms pandora apple music uh listen notes iHeartRadio, radio spotify look for kingdom living ministries dr lewis all of our studies are there um we ask that you follow us on social media we have a TikTok, Instagram page. Um, those pages, those names are Kingdom Living Entertainment. 
um, and subscribe to our website. Go ahead and leave your contact information there. If you ever want to reach us for any reason, you want a prayer, you want to donate anything, please check out our website. It's at www.kingdomlivingentertainment.com. You can go to the donate page, you can go to the prayer page, and it'll email us directly. And we will pray with you, and we would love to hear feedback from you about what you've heard in any of these studies. And if you have questions, help you for sure. So if you have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to do so right now, let's take a few minutes to do that before we close out. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you acknowledging my need for salvation. I want you guys to repeat that. I'm sorry. I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son who died and rose again for my redemption. I surrender my life to you and invite Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for the gift of salvation and eternal life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. May you guys have a blessed week. In the name of Jesus, I come to you right now, God, thanking you for every ear that hear this on-demand study tonight, God. Thank you for their life, God. Thank you, God, for their existence, their family, for just keeping them alive, God. Thank you for everything that you're doing, God. Thank you for the transformation in everyone here, life, God. Thank you for showing us who you are, God. Thank you for your grace and mercy, giving us the opportunity to get it right with you, God. God, I ask that you would soften their hearts, God. Make their ears so sensitive where they would remember everything that they heard tonight. But not just hearers of your word, but be doers of your word, God. Continue to minister to everyone around them, God. Show your face, God, to these people. Everyone here, God. God, bless them. God, we love you today, God. We love you, God. We appreciate you, God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for all that you're doing for this ministry and everyone here, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You guys have a blessed week. I hope this message um, really helped you get proper understanding and really uh, make you think about what you need to do to grow closer to Christ. Okay? Go in peace and good night.